Praise Lord everyone. You are listening to Bible Doctrines, Demystified, a special series by Rev. Dr. Raj Das and Sajiva Wahini. This audio series is also available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Listen, share and subscribe. It's a great joy for me to reach out to you through God's word. And today the title of my message is Blessings of Unanswered Prayers. Blessings of Unanswered Prayers. I just want to read one verse in the beginning. Luke's Gospel, 5th chapter, 8th verse. When Simon Peter saw the miracle, fell at Jesus' feet and said, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. What is prayer? Prayer is two-way communication. We are expected to pray to God the Father in Jesus' name, helped by the Holy Spirit, so that we would receive all that God has already prepared for us. Not that we pray to him and he gives us something. He has already done everything for us. Our prayers are not bending God's hands to bless us. Our prayers prepare us to receive God's blessings that he has already prepared for us. In my experience, I can tell you, friends, all sincere prayers will be answered. The answer can be yes, no, not now. God has his own uh, freedom to answer our prayers in this way. Yes, I will give you or no, it is not needed for you, or you wait for some time, I will give you. Now, I wish to deal with this title of Blessings of Unanswered Prayers. I want to just deal with it in under five headings. First is, First Prayer of Peter. Second topic is, First Prayer of the Healed Maniac of Gergesa. Third is, Prayer of Paul regarding the thorn in the flesh. Fourth is, Prayer of Jesus at Gethsemane. And conclusion, how is our prayer going to be and what is the mission for the needy? The first point is blessings of unanswered prayers. Now, dear friends, when Jesus was preaching in a seashore, Peter and others were there. They had been trying to catch fish all through the night. They could not catch anything. They were washing the net and Jesus told Peter to move the boat into the water a little so that he can sit and preach God's word because people are hemming over him. They're trying to, uh, they were pressurizing him. So he wanted to be a little away from the shore so that he can preach God's word. After his preaching was over, he told Simon, launch out into the deep and let your den, uh, net for a catch. Launch out into the deep and let your net for a catch. And Simon Peter said, oh Lord, all night we have been toiling. We could not catch even a single fish. Now at your word, I'll cast the net. So they launched it into the net, into the deep. They cast the net for a drought and they were able to enclose a lot of fishes so that two boats could not hold it. They were about to, I mean, the, the boat, boats were about to sink. When Peter saw this miracle, he came to Jesus, fell at his knees and said, I am a sinful man, depart from me, O Lord. Jesus did not answer this prayer. He did not answer this prayer. Look at the dynamics of the first prayer made by Peter. Peter heard the message of the Lord Jesus Christ. He knew who he was, Lord. He understood who Jesus was. He understood his sinfulness also. And he fell at his feet, expressing his abject humility. And he offered a sincere prayer. Depart from me, O Lord, for I am a sinful man. Jesus did not answer the prayer. Jesus said, fear not, I will make you fishers of men. He left everything and followed Jesus. Now, when we pray certain prayers, God may not answer. Look at the beauty of this situation. If Jesus had answered the prayer of this man, Jesus would have departed from him and Peter would have perished in his own sins. No, it did not happen. 
when he left everything and followed Jesus, Jesus cleansed him, Jesus forgave him. And then the Lord began to use him mightily. The Lord began to use him mightily. He was just a fisherman who had never been to school, who had never learned anything, but now he became a powerful man of God. Three and a half years, Jesus taught him how to pray, how to be humble. And then after the anointing, the Holy Spirit came. After the Pentecost, when Peter began to preach, 3,000 souls were saved. One catch, 3,000 souls. Another time, after performing a miracle, when he began to preach, 5,000 people accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. Even Peter's shadow healed people. Jesus said, if a person follows me, he shall do greater things than what I have been doing. Jesus' touch healed people. People who touched Jesus were healed. But Jesus' shadow did not heal people. But Peter's shadow began to heal people. He became one of the pillars of the church. Blessings of an unanswered prayer. Dear friends, sometimes when we pray certain things as we might feel is fit for us, God may not give it to us. God may say, no, I'm not going to give it to you. I'll give you something else. You know, I remember when I was 22 years old, I was completing my MSc in uh, zoology in Madhuri University. And when uh, at that time, the Lord Jesus met me and I was saved. And after my graduation, I was looking for an opportunity to work in a college. And I got an opening in Salem Government Arts College. And the opening was there. And at the same time, I had another opening to do my PhD in zoology, which I wanted to do very much. Suddenly, the Lord said, don't go for this college. Don't take up the PhD um, research. They offered scholarship for me to do it. Jesus said, don't do it. I simply obeyed. Now, when I prayed to him whether I can go and join the college, God said, don't do it. When I wanted to um, uh, do research in uh, zoology, God said, don't do it. He refused. At the same time, after some time, the Lord Jesus called me. 1972, September 2nd, morning 7.25, the Lord's call came. I left everything and came for God's work. If I had, God had answered my prayer to do, uh, to serve in a college, I would have built a house and I would have been sitting um, as a retired professor doing nothing for the Lord. Jesus refused my prayer and he had a great plan for me. So Jesus refused to answer the prayer of Peter and see what great blessing came to him. So this is one blessing of unanswered prayer. Second incident that I want to place before you is this. First prayer of the healed maniac of Gergasa. Jesus came to the borders of Gergasa and he began to preach God's word. As he was coming there, one man who used to stay in the tombs, he was a maniac, he was a possessed person, he was hurting himself with stones and hurting others. And he was chained and he used to break the chains. Such a man who was possessed by the demons. He saw Jesus. He came running to Jesus and said, What are you, why, why have you come here to torture us? And Jesus chased the demons. The demons went into the getting permission from Jesus. The demons, uh, numbering maybe 2,000, they went into the swine. The swine ran down a hill and they all perished. The people of the city, they saw the miracle. They came to Jesus and said, please go away from this place. Jesus answered the prayer. He, he left the place. But look at the beauty of it. When Jesus got into the boat to leave, he who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your own friends to tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has com had compassion on you. 
he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him and all marveled. Look at the beauty of an unanswered prayer. This Gadarin maniac or maniac of Gergasa who was healed by the Lord Jesus Christ and maybe Jesus gave his own outer, outer coat for this man to cover his naked body and this man was sober, he was totally transformed. When the people of Gergasa wanted Jesus to leave the place, he was about to enter into the boat. This man came to him and he begged him and said that he might be with him. Beautiful prayer longing to be with Jesus. But here again, Jesus did not answer the prayer. He did not answer the prayer. Dear, dear friends, why Jesus did not answer the prayer? This man wanted to be with Jesus. Jesus said, I will be with you. You go and preach God's word. Without God's power, without the presence of Jesus, without the Holy Spirit, nobody can preach God's word. Jesus gave a word to this man and said, go and tell your own home, tell your own people what God had done in your life. A marvelous thing God has done in your life. Now, dear friends, blessings of the unanswered prayer is a mission to Decapolis. This man, if he had been following Jesus, he would have been like one of the uh, disciples, maybe one of the 70 disciples, or maybe just a part of a crowd. But look at what God had done through this man's life. Jesus said, go and then tell your own family and also other people. This man began to publish the word of God. He began to tell about the Lord Jesus Christ. Decapolis in Greek means, Deca means ten, polis means town, ten cities. It is said that it's a group of ten cities on the eastern frontier of Roman Empire. The cities were grouped together because of their language, culture, location, and political status, with each functioning as an autonomous city-state. Very powerful situation. Now this man, Jesus did not send his disciples to go and preach in Decapolis, but he sent this man who was healed of his own lunatic situation. Now this place was the most challenging mission field to which Jesus had sent anybody. Large crowd followed him. Now when this man who was mad, the people in Decapolis knew about him, that he was hurting everybody, screaming and shouting, being in the tomb. Now this man is totally transformed. The beauty of the Lord Jesus Christ had come upon this man. He was totally transformed. He began to preach God's word. And the, the whole area got saved. Crowds began to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. If you read Mark's Gospel, 7th chapter, verses from 31 to 36, and also Matthew's Gospel, 15, uh, 15 chapter and 30th verse, we understand that great multitude followed the Lord Jesus Christ because of the testimony of this one man. Because of the testimony of this man, Gadarene maniac, a man who was totally transformed by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Great crowd began to follow the Lord Jesus and Jesus began to preach to them. Three days and three nights they were sitting there preaching, listening to the message of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then Jesus had burden for them. He told the disciples to feed them. You know, they did not have much, but they had seven loaves and a few fishes. Jesus fed after three days of preaching God's word to them. They were also full of, full of longing for the Lord. Rapt attention was there. They heard God's word. Then Jesus gave them food. He multiplied seven loaves and a few fishes and he was able to feed those people. Just who was the cause? Because of one unanswered prayer. This man wanted to be with Jesus. Jesus said, I will be with you. You go and preach God's word. I tell you, my dear friends, there are many people these days who do prog programs saying it is God's word. It is not God's word. It's not God's word. 
They have no desire to do God's word. They have no burden for souls. Recently I was seeing a small video and there a young man was asking for gold. After preaching, dancing and doing all, all sorts of gimmicks, he was asking people to remove their own jewels and put it in the offering. In a bucket. Buckets, not bucket, buckets. And he said, soon this ministry will be so flourishing, we'll be going by private jet. This is what people long for. This is what people long for. False prophets who destroy God's ministry, who destroy souls. But look at this man who was a, who was a lunatic. He was totally transformed. He went and preached God's word. And the result was multitudes began to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. The third unanswered prayer was prayer of Paul regarding the thorn in the flesh. St. Paul was a person who was totally transformed by the power of the Lord. He was serving the Lord with all his heart. He was willing to spend and be spent for the Lord. Now what happened was when he was in the ministry, great miracles began to happen in his own ministry. And then he says there was a thorn in the flesh. I'll read from 2 Corinthians 12, chapter 7 to 9. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet to me. Lest I be exalted above measure concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that I might depart, that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Now, dear friends, St. Paul had a thorn in the flesh. Some scholars say that the thorn in the flesh that he speaks about was actually an ailment in his eye. He had some problem in his eyes. So that was what some people speak about. But other scholars say that it was not a big problem for him. Because he was a person who was beaten, who was stoned, but still he endured. He longed to suffer for the Lord's church. This is what he says, what is lacking in the suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ. He wanted to suffer for the church. So I believe these are the, not the problems that he speaks about when he speaks about the thorn in the flesh. Now, he was a saved person. He was a saintly person. He was able to walk in the spirit. He was in Christ, not walking in the flesh, but walking in the spirit. But he identified a thorn in the flesh, his old nature. When he wrote Romans, he says, the carnality cannot obey God, will not obey God. And he said, I am wretched man. Who can deliver me from this body of sin and death? The sin principle in me, not sins. He was not committing sins after salvation. Sin principle was there and he said, I'm not able to overcome it. What I want to do, I'm not able to do. What I would not want to do, I'm doing. And then he says, Thank be, thanks be to God who is able to give me deliverance through Jesus Christ. Now the point is, this thorn in the flesh was this problem. Say for example, he'll go and preach God's word, do mighty miracles and come back. Suddenly the old nature will try to poke his ugly nose. Old nature is still there. Dear friends, we are saved. I am saved, I believe you are also saved. Or maybe you have to be saved. Now, once a person is saved, his sins are forgiven. Sinful actions are forgiven. Sinful deeds are forgiven. Sinful nature will be there in him or her. We have to be very cautious about it. Now, in Wesleyan theology, they speak about total eradication of sinful nature. After salvation, when a person comes to second experience of the power of the Holy Spirit, sinful nature is totally eradicated. 
but some of his own followers began to argue against it because it is not possible. It's not total eradication, but there's another theory is there. It is called as counteraction theory. It is also called as Keswick theory, or it is called as theory uh, suppression theory. That is, old nature will be there. You cannot totally eradicate it, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can and you must be able to control it. So St. Paul felt, well, why should this ugly nose of sinfulness come and poke its ugly nose? He prayed to the Lord and said, Lord, please remove the thorn in the flesh. It is a buffeting hand of Satan. And the Lord allowed it because he knew about it, lest he uh, lifts himself up because of the revelations that he had had. He did not, um, God did not want him to exalt himself. So a thorn in the flesh was allowed. God could have easily removed it. But when you look at the scriptures, John writes, we are the children of God. We do not know what we are going to be in future. But when Jesus comes back, we shall see him as he is. And we, are trans we will be translated into his likeness. Till such days, a person who has his faith in him, hope in him, purifies him as he is pure. So dear friends, simply because our sins are forgiven, let us not boast and say, I am a saint. No, we have sinful nature in us, the thorn in the flesh. St. Paul prayed about it three times. Beyond that, he did not pray. But the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you. Then he declares, and I will just, I mean, I will be very proud about the infirmities. I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may, be, may rest upon me. Now, dependence on the Lord. So we must understand what is the thorn that we have in the flesh. Don't mistake me. If you're involved in pornography or all dirty things, it's not a thorn. It is your sinfulness. Your, 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 it is sinful actions. For that you let to repent and come closer to God. What I'm talking about is in the life of a saint like St. Paul, he had the old nature poking its ugly nose. He was not yielding to it, of course. So what we need to do is we'll have to have the power of the Holy Spirit continually in us. So St. Paul, when he wrote Ephesians, he says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed under the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and evil leave you. And we have to forgive one another as Christ has forgiven us in God. So, dear friends, what we need to understand is sinful nature will be there. Now, we have to be cautious to understand this point. So, when St. Paul prayed, Lord, let this thorn be removed, God said, no. My grace is sufficient for you. What a beautiful word, my grace is sufficient for you. Jesus' grace is sufficient for everyone. So, this is the... The blessing of an unanswered prayer. Now, I spoke to you about Peter and the healed maniac of Gergesa and Paul whose prayers were not answered. Now, what about Jesus? When Jesus was about to be crucified, just before crucifixion, he took with him Peter and two sons of Zebedee and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. And he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful unto death. Watch with me and pray. He went, to, went away from them to a stone's throw. He fell on his face and began to pray to God the Father and said, Oh, Father, if this cup will not pass away from me except a drink of it, let your will be done, not my will. What was the cup representing? The cup that was set there symbolically represents the sin of the whole humanity. And Jesus said, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful unto death. Why he was feeling so sad? He was a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. He was not worried about dying. 
Because he said, I have power to lay my life. I have power to take my life. He was not worried about death. What was bothering him? When he had to go through this ordeal of Gethsemane, he knew he had to imbibe the sin of humanity. The Bible says, Jesus became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. So our sins had to come upon him. In his body, sin had to be punished. And during that sin punishment on the cross, he had to be cut off from his father. He knew about it. And that was what was bothering him. So he prayed, Father, if this cup will not pass away from me, except to drink of it, not my will, let your will be done. God did not answer the prayer. God said, you have to drink it. Later on the cross, he cried, My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? That again was not answered. Dear friends, suppose if God had answered the prayer of Jesus, Okay, don't drink this, come up above. The whole humanity will go into hellfire. Blessings of unanswered prayer. My dear friends, what is the purpose that the Lord has been asking me to deal with these things? In all these prayers, unanswered prayers, the purpose was mission. Peter had to go and preach God's word. And also this maniac, the healed maniac of Gergesa, he began to preach God's word in Decapolis. Souls must be one. And Jesus drank that pot that was given to him, our own sin. He died for us so that we, became, we can be saved and become instruments in the hands of the Lord. Do you have longing for souls? Are you longing for souls? Why are we saved if ever you are saved? Why are you saved? The purpose is to win souls for the Lord. People are perishing everywhere. Around you, if you have an eye of God, if you have a heart to look at the things of God as God would want you to look, you will identify people who are living in sin. Have burden for them. Have burden for them. Don't be talking, don't be asking God only to bless you. Sometimes when you are sincerely following the Lord, He may not give you certain things. It is only for a blessing. So there are blessings of unanswered prayers. I rejoice in my heart to note, as I told you, when God did not want me to go and uh, do research in uh, zoology, I obeyed. Later, I could do a lot of studies in theology. I could get two doctoral degrees in theology to do God's work better. Till today, I am beyond 70. I am able to serve the Lord with all my heart. My heart rejoices because God did not answer my prayer at that time. So, dear friends, we have only one life. The purpose is mission of God. So, when you follow the Lord, certain things may be so bleak and gloomy. Don't get upset. See that your heart is right before God. See that you spend quality time in prayer. Worship Him. Love Him. Tell Him that you love Him. Then God has a mission for you. God has a ministry for you. You will be mission-oriented. Wherever God sends you, you will be going and preaching God's word and the Lord will definitely bless you. So, if there is an unanswered prayer, check your own conscience. Are you asking things out of God's will? Then it will not be answered. All, all sincere prayers will be answered. The answer can be yes, no or not now. So, it is God who blesses you, not because you pray. Not because you, you fast and pray. We have to fast and pray. But God is not blessing you because you fast and pray. When you fast and pray, when you pray, you prepare yourself to receive what God has already prepared for you. 
there are blessings of unanswered prayers. You may not understand the full implication immediately. Later you'll understand. You may not have all the um, blessings of this world, the so-called blessings of this world. You may not have a house. You may, have, you may not have other things of this world. But when you're right before the Lord, the plan and purpose that God has designated for you will be fulfilled in and through you. There was a missionary lady who was uh, serving the Lord somewhere in Africa. And uh, she had to come home for furlough for some time to be with her people. And uh, she was not having sufficient money. She couldn't get food products, for, for food for her. And she had one sack of oats. And every day, morning breakfast, lunch, dinner, everything, the oats she was eating. And she had some stomach problem. And she had already booked the ticket to come to her uh, native place in a, in a ship. And when she came home, she went to a doctor and said, Doctor, I'm having this problem. Some stomach problem is there. I don't know what to do. And the doctor prescribed, eat oats for 20 days. This lady had no money to buy better food. She had only oats. Her prayer was not answered, but there is a blessing in it. The doctors prescribed words for her own stomach. Jesus loves you. He knows all about you. When he refuses to answer your prayers, don't get upset. Yield to God and praise God and say, Lord, here am I. Use me for your own kingdom. May the Lord bless you, friends. These words shall we look to God in prayer. Our loving Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, and praise you for the joy that is, you are given to us to hear your voice, to hear your words. Some of these dear friends may be murmuring, O oh Lord, because you have not answered their prayers. Let them know whether they have been praying in God's will. Teach them to pray in God's will, in God's, God's paradigm. If we pray anything in your own will, you will answer us, O oh Lord. Even otherwise, some of the people who are in ministry may be finding it difficult to do God's work. They may have their own challenges, O oh Lord. But Father, I pray that you may help them to pray. Pray to you with the right attitude. Right attitude. Humbling themselves, O oh Lord. And let them know that every unanswered, sincere prayer will have a blessing behind it. Bless everyone, O oh Lord. I pray for every brother and every sister, every Young man and young woman, every child, protect them, O oh God. Use them for your own kingdom, O oh Lord. Let them be instruments in your own hands to bring souls into the kingdom of God. A man who was possessed by legions, 2,000 demons, after his salvation, you could use him mightily to bring many people into your own kingdom, O oh God. I pray that you may help me, help all of us to serve you better. Because there are people who are in need of your loving touch. Help us to yield ourselves to thee, O Lord, so that you would make us instruments in your own hands, sometimes through unanswered prayers. Let there be a blessings in the life of all these dear ones, O God. I give you all the glory. I give you all the glory. Let me have the joy in serving you till the last breath. In Jesus' almighty name I pray. Dear friends, it has been a joy for me to reach out to you through God's word and I will continue to pray for you. If you need any counseling help, please connect with me. Uh, you can connect with me through this number and I will be praying for you. If you want me to come and preach in your own church or in your own Bible college, I will be happy to come and contribute. The Lord bless you this day and every day to come.